0: Hi, this is Ryan Berg, a Research Fellow in Latin America Studies at the American Enterprise Institute, and I'm here with Eric Farnsworth, the Vice President of the America Society Council of the Americas. Now, 2020 was a tumultuous year in the Americas. We had the impact of COVID-19 and the economic devastation that it wrought, uh, and the death toll was also immense in the region, which represents about 8% of the worldwide population and yet about one-third still of, of global deaths. There was persistent violence throughout the region, uh, despite pandemic-related lockdowns. Again, at about 8% of the world's population, the the region usually represents about one-third of all homicides. And I think those figures are likely to remain the same once 2020 statistics are in full view. We saw political turbulence throughout the region, elections, some of them highly fraudulent, and we saw the consolidation of authoritarian dictatorships in countries like Venezuela and Nicaragua and democratic backsliding in several other countries. And lastly, we saw natural disasters, a series of hurricanes that devastated the region, specifically back-to-back storms that hit Central America just weeks apart. So 2020 has been a year that Latin America will be happy to have in the rearview mirror, but what's coming around the corner in 2021, Eric? Well, Ryan, that's quite a list you just laid out and uh,
1: hopefully 2021 is gonna be uh, remarkably better, uh, but I think uh, we can't say that for certain at this time. You know, one of the things that you could have also mentioned in your litany of of woes was that, uh, you know, at the end of 2019, there was a large protest movement around the region affecting many of the countries that was in some ways interrupted by COVID. And uh, and that doesn't mean, though, that those uh, uh, those issues have necessarily gone away. They've just been in quarantine. So as the uh, region begins to reopen, hopefully soon. Uh, those uh, those uh, protests could come back to the fore, particularly in the context of an election cycle that we're going into uh, in the region. You know, you've got several major countries uh, with elections coming up this year: Chile, Peru, Ecuador, Honduras has elections. Uh, Mexico and Argentina have midterm elections. I think all of these will uh, seem to be, in some way, anyway, referendum on. Um, governments and their ability to manage COVID and economic recovery. I think we're in for some uh, uh, continued choppy waters across the region.
0: I think that's right, Eric. Uh, There's a number of of major elections, as you mentioned, and also uh, during the the election season, we're going to have governments either successfully or or struggling to not just contain COVID, but to roll out their vaccination efforts. And so that's another thing that I think we're going to, uh, to have to pay attention to. Uh, because it's it's going to affect quite directly uh, the economic growth and, and recovery potential of the region. We have to remember that Latin America was growing uh, at quite a, a stagnant pace uh, even before the pandemic. And so getting back from what the IMF says could be an 8% economic contraction uh, could be made even more difficult by some of those slow numbers pre-pandemic. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And my fear is that indeed we're struggling with
1: covid uh, vaccination rollout here in the United States, uh, you wonder uh, if countries in the region are even going to have access to vaccines, uh, and then much less the uh, the whole distribution channels, uh, not just in the major cities, the urban areas, but also in rural areas uh, and some of the diverse communities that uh, are in the Latin American context. So the point that you're raising, I think, is is spot on. Uh, You know, there is some good news potentially, though, and that is that, uh, you know, the trade arrangements of the region may be returning. You know, much of South America remains dependent on the commodities trade. And uh, although many of us have said for a long time that needs to be diversified, in this current context, that may actually be a benefit in some way, particularly those countries that are trading with China. As China recovers, uh, some of those countries are going to be uh, selling increasing products to to recovering uh, markets, and that'll be good for them. One hopes they uh, are. You seeing this as a commercial relationship, not a political relationship.
0: But Ryan, that's a topic for a whole other uh, conversation. Six for us, isn't it? It is. And the other thing that I'll add uh, to what you mentioned about the the recovery efforts and, and China's role uh, in it is that the the region will also be faced uh, with with an incoming Biden administration, and I, I think this administration is going to pay much more attention uh, to the region. Uh, it's, it's going to want to deepen uh, America's relationship with the region. And so there's going to be a, a big opportunity on the table for many countries, I think, in Latin America and the Caribbean uh, to deepen their economic uh, partnership and, and investment partnership with the United States. And, and this comes at a fortuitous moment uh, because uh, uh, many of the of the countries are still dependent uh, as well on, on access to the U.S. market and on, and on U.S. Uh, investment. And, and so uh, Re engagement uh, from the US side uh, in the region uh, could also uh, significantly boost uh, the, the post pandemic recovery. Well, there's a huge opportunity for us, isn't there, in the context of expanding trade
1: and expanding investment links? I mean, the United States remains the country that most uh, of the regional leaders want to uh, really make an economic connection with. I think that economic reality remains. Uh, and certainly in the near shoring effort and the changing supply chains effort. Uh, you know, uh, you wrote a piece recently uh, in the National Interest uh, suggesting that uh, increasing trade links at the Summit of the Americas coming up should be a part of the discussion. That's certainly something I've been promoting as well. And I think that's a, a really important uh, signal that we should be looking for uh, in this coming year. Uh, well, uh, we've got so much more to talk about, but I think our time is limited. So I'll send it back to you. Thanks for the conversation, Eric, and uh, wishing you all the best in the new year.